welcome, welcome, welcome to Pocketoid, the one and only handheld gaming podcast where you do not have to worry about any old clips of us surfacing saying incredibly racist things about Japanese video games and video game developers. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us in the ass. <laughs> I definitely think it won't because I remember around the time that those things were going on because this podcast is a boomer podcast made by boomers. Uh, I I remember when we were recording in like 2011 talking about how fucking stupid and weird it was that uh, so many people in games journalism hated Japanese video games. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were we were ahead of our time uh, by being huge fucking weebs. <laughs> Granted, we've used the term JRPG before, but I think we uh, both have kind of agreed to tr- do our best to phase that out now. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm still like, I don't think you're like a, a racist for saying JRPG, no, but no. it's like, yeah, it's like for me, it's like I there's just been a lot of and there was a lot of exhausting and stupid discourse about it over the last couple weeks but (laughs) for me it just kind of like when i when i for me it came down to like i read like two or three different takes from actual japanese game developers that were like yeah it makes me very uncomfortable and it reminds me of a time when like our games were otherized just for being from another country and i was like yeah that sucks i don't ever want to be part of that so i'm just gonna say rpg from now on yeah. Um, and if it slips out once in a while, you know, that's just how it is. But yeah, it's uh, it is a weird thing. It's and it's like I've never I guess I've always I've always thought it was kind of weird. Like for a while, I think you can even go back in the show for a while. I tried to say console RPG instead or just turn based RPG instead. But it's like even that doesn't isn't really that descriptive. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. RPGs are vast and varied. And um, I don't know. It's kind of stupid in general the way that we categorize video games in the first place but whatever yeah Um, it's i don't know it's just still such like a new medium compared to everything else and like you look at music even music music being even music probably the oldest genre uh, medium and like genres are still constantly evolving and having new names and everything so like it's just part of you know how things grow and change and evolve and i guess even in music like we say like you know j-pop or yeah euro beat and things like that but yeah it's like i don't it's like is that is that racist i don't know it's probably not it's if it if it makes somebody uncomfortable and and it's also just not a great term yeah it's probably time to just find a better way to describe things especially now since we're having kind of like a renaissance of japanese role-playing games where we have all kinds of shit, you know, it's like fucking like Elden Ring. How do you categorize that? It's like a Jap, it's a Japanese RPG written by an American dude in the style of European mythology. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, like if someone just said, hey, uh, I just woke up from a coma. What's Elden Ring? I would just mm-hmm. call it. Well, <laughs> the the coma part kind of um, makes this not work, but you understand what I'm saying is uh, I would just be like, oh, it's a uh, very open world Breath of the Wild style kind of Soulsborne game. And they're like, I've I've been out since 2010. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like if I just gave that description to my mom, she would just nod her head politely and smile. And I, I could ask her like, so what kind of game is it? And she would be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyways, All right, I feel like, it. yeah, let's, I feel like we've kind of trailed off. here. 
No, it's fine. It's just it's just been really funny to me to see like I mean, God, what a what a couple weeks like watching the X play shit come out and being like, oh yeah, like that. I remember all of this and feeling very weird about it at the time too. And then like seeing Adam Sessler just like double down on a bunch of it and being like, and that was my point going like, you know what? I never want to be that guy. So yeah, I'm just gonna- that was that was definitely the weirdest part to me. It was just like the uh, the very intense doubling down, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's uh, dude, it's boomer shit. That's what happens. All right, well, let's move on though. Let's talk about fun stuff. Uh, my name is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackal Twenty Seven. Uh, with me, as always, is my gorgeous, uh, handsome, muscular, strong, and powerful co-host. <laughs> it's me, Addison. You can follow me on the internet at Addison underscore L. And you can follow the show at Pocketoid. You can also um, find a link in our pinned tweet to join our community Discord that we open freely to all of you weirdos. Uh, it's a great and wholesome place full of nice people, and we like uh, we like to have more people join if you're going to be nice as well. Um, we also had some issues in there. I told you guys not to talk about that stupid Harry Potter game, and you done did it anyway. Uh, but a lot of that's kind of cleared up now and we just like, just, you know, I just want to reemphasize if you're going to join, uh, we really value the perspective and, uh, comfort of our trans members. And, you know, if you're going to be a fucking weirdo and make them not feel comfortable, then, uh, okay, it's maybe you should go hang out somewhere else <laughs> anyway. Um, but the other thing I wanted to make sure and plug is that, uh, now Spotify allows reviews and we've been telling you guys for years, you know, if you had the time, just go give us, leave us five stars or a little review on iTunes. We do check those periodically and it makes our hearts warm when you, when we see that you guys enjoy the show. Um, but you can also review us on Spotify. Now I think it might just be a little five star system. Um, but that helps out the show. If you do that, just take a couple minutes to log on and uh, find our show and give it a rating and uh, or whatever app you're using. But I think those are the two, you know, kind of main ones. Um, yeah, that'll help out the show. We appreciate it. And um, sorry about the absence lately. Uh, I got real fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> if you've yeah, heard that about. Was, that was a little scary. <laughs> what what did, was did it? Did you the... hear about did you... norovirus? Yeah. That's yeah, what I don't they call want it. That. It's that it. it it's that thing that's sweeping through the Smash community right now. It like hit at a tournament and people are like, wow, I'm at the hospital. And like, I thought I might be at the hospital at one point. Um, and it only like lasts for a, a couple of days. But on top of that, I got like a monster cold and couldn't talk right for like weeks. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're a little behind, but it's okay. That's just how it goes. Um, so basically th- we just th- confirm that you don't bathe. No, I don't bathe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because What's crazy is that Smash community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That people people were joking about that or being like, you know, it's because they don't wash their hands. You know, but it's like, if it's crazy because that Smash tournament in particular had like the strictest fucking COVID restrictions I've I've seen in a long time, and it still spread like wildfire because it's like a surface to surface germ, and also like um, using like uh, what do you call that? hand sanitizer does nothing to it and like washing your hands can help but it doesn't do like a ton so it's just it's just one of those things man yeah it's crazy fucking crazy anyway next pandemic we really got to do the double mask and the gloves uh, and (laughs) then please don't say next pandemic jesus christ no one will do it anyways and it just won't matter When the next pandemic rolls around, God, I hope I'm dead by then. Same. All right. Well, um, well, let, sorry. <laughs> what, were, what were you saying? I, I said same, and then I was like, wait, 
hold on. No, I mean, I hope I'm also dead by then. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Addison. Wow. <laughs> Didn't mean it. No. I definitely hope your ass is in the grave in the next pandemic, kids. All right. Uh, hey, Addison, what video games have you been playing? Oh, God. I... I for just like, pick like three. Just pick like three. <laughs> for like I, a week. You have been going crazy. For yeah. a week, I knew this question was coming and I was dreading it. I was like, how do I answer that this time? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm a bad boy, Jordan, and there's too many fucking video games. And I'm trying to play them all and I know I can't. And I just keep stop trying it. Stop. anyways. Just stop. I know. Just pick one. I know. I'm working, working on that. Um, so... I guess we don't really have like a main game this uh, episode, but um, I fucking do. Okay, well then I'll save that for last. <laughs> okay. Um, man, I have. God, I don't even know where to start. I've been all over the place. Um, I have been playing just a lot of different Steam stuff. Um, I picked up a couple games on the steam sale um but a couple yeah just two literally just oh, okay, two okay 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 i picked okay, up all right uh near automata to um double dip on that and have it on my steam nice. deck and i picked up little gator game um and oh, so nice. we've talked about near automata plenty i wanted to talk a little bit about little gator game um so as many of you may remember we talked about a game that we both loved a while back called A Short Hike. And Damn. Little Gator Game feels a lot like an expanded on um, Short Hike to me because it is incredibly wholesome and has some like kind of similar themes of family and is also just very... Um, like Fisher Price Breath of the Wild, which is yeah. <laughs> maybe um, not appealing to some people because of Fisher Price and their big bad adults, but it's just a very <laughs> cute game and you get to be a little Zelda gator and they uh, they do not shy away from their Zelda influences and there's lots of little Zelda references throughout. It's a, a short little game and it's just really, really fun. Uh, you're just trying to get your older sister who's working on a college project to play with you. That's basically the the whole plot of the game. Aw. It's great. Um, I, w- I would basically give anything to play a short hike for the first time again. Oh, my God, same. Will, 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 will this scratch that itch to some yes, extent? Yes, absolutely okay. it will. That's good. I, I, I think it's on the Switch. It is. I yep. believe it is. It is okay. on the Switch. Yep. I'm playing it on my Steam Deck, though, uh, since it was on sale there. Um, yep. What else? Uh, you know, really, there hasn't been that much else that I haven't that have done any sort of meaningful playing. I, well, I guess I do have mm-hmm. one more before we get to uh, kind of the main game that we're going to talk about. I um why do we always talk about it like it's a surprise when it's definitely going to be the episode title? I don't know. <laughs> and we've had that conversation before too. And I don't know. I don't know why Jordan, but whatever. Yeah, we're going to talk about theater rhythm later. <laughs> surprise. <Yeah. laughs> it's probably surprise. in the episode title. Um I picked up the Humble Bundle that was for like Women's History Month and oh, yeah. um uh, have you heard of Pray for the Gods? 
I have. I haven't played it, but I've heard of it. So I started Pray for the Gods, and it's been pretty fun. It is a Shadow of the Colossus-like game. And I've... Oh, wait. I, I actually played this at PAX. That's why oh, that's how I know okay. it. I, played it. I think I talked about it years ago. I'm like, I did a PAX demo okay. in 2018 or 2019. I didn't recall that, but that's awesome. Um, do you remember if you liked it or had any thoughts on it? I, I liked I liked the demo, but I had found it a little clunky. But, you know, it was still a couple of years out from release. So I don't know how the final game turned out. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've only played through kind of the opening segment of it so far. But, I mean, it feels pretty good to me. It has a very kind of dark fantasy look to it. And I really like Shadow of the Colossus. So I like climbing these big monsters and stabbing them in the head it's hell yeah it's a fun little game um i don't know if that bundle will still be up when this comes out i kind of doubt it will be but if you uh see that game on sale it it's definitely worth it um okay just a couple other quick things uh i played through the final fantasy 7 dlc for power wash simulator Nice. <laughs> and uh, that was a blast. I really enjoyed just being... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed being in that world and just <laughs> blasting just all this dirt <laughs> off of, like, stuff in the Shinra building. It was weird. I was about to say, I can totally picture it being the Shinra lobby with, like, Cloud's motorcycle and all that. Yep. That, that's like the first yeah, world part first part of the world um <laughs> it's not as long as the tomb raider dlc which was kind of a bummer to me but uh, i mean it was completely free and it was a blast so whatever um lastly i, I gotta get that game i really need you to super should it's the most just like satisfying gaming experience i've had in a long time i'm looking on steam and i have 74 hours in it <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I got it for Whoa. $20. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, all right. That's crazy. Lastly, uh, I got to talk about Like a Dragon Ishin, which is oh, the yeah. remake of the Japan-only Yakuza game where it's a lot... Uh, they they kind of compare it to like a stage play, kind of like, you know, like with Mario 3. But there's like all these characters from... Um, other Yakuza games and they're playing these different uh, historical figures and you're going through this samurai story but it's still very much Yakuza so there's all these like goofy side missions but also some side missions that make you cry but it also you still have karaoke <laughs> and they're still aren't, like are you like a member of the of the Shinsengumi in this one uh yes um, hell yeah and Those guys are my favorite in Rurouni Kenshin. <laughs> hey, uh, this this Yakuza game, Jordan, it has a farming simulator in it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, it's great. Uh, it plays not like Yakuza, like a dragon. Um, it plays more like zero. So you have yeah. different fighting styles that you switch between. So you can fight with just your fists or with your sword or with your gun or with your gun and your sword. And uh, that might be a good one for me to dive into because I, you know, I'm still kind of, I, I'm right at the end of Kiwami. I need to finish it, but I haven't played any of the newer ones yet. Mm -hmm. And I've heard some people complain be like, Oh, these graphics are not as good. And the gameplay is like stiffer like it was before. And I'm like, 
I, that'd probably be fine to me because I feel, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm yeah. still, you know, I haven't out disliked, here with Zero and Kiwami. I haven't disliked a Yakuza yet, so I would recommend yeah. any of them that I've played. Yeah. But Ishin's great. Highly recommend it. Um, it is just fantastic. Runs great on my Steam Deck um, and is great on desktop as well. I, uh, yeah, that it, it's great. And uh, we'll talk about theater rhythm here in a little bit but what have you been playing Jordan? Yeah. um i've actually been playing a lot of stuff uh my hands have been doing a lot better and that's been really nice um of course the main thing is theater rhythm and we'll get to um my my new part-time job eventually <laughs> uh but i actually decided since my hands are feeling better I, it's time for me to dive back into my or actually not even back into but into my play date for the first time oh um, especially yes. because they announced a new, they had like a new little, you know, Playdate Direct or whatever, where they dropped their new um, little mm-hmm. online shop called Catalog. Yep. And uh, with with that, they uh, dropped some new games, including two free ones, two new free ones, one called Recommendation Dog and one called uh, Grand Tour Legends, as well as like the ability to buy some other games. I picked up Real Steel. I picked up our friend RDK's uh, Down the Oubliette, and I picked up Bloom. Um, I haven't oh, played any yes. of those <laughs> because you... I have been playing a lot of Grand Tour Legends. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, a, a game where the final boss is our friend Rebecca uh, because oh. she is number one in all the leaderboards. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I thought like they, they had put her in the game or something. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to think that. That's not why. It's uh, because... I'm like number three on the leaderboards and she's number one and I just keep trying to get up there and I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't figure out this boost system, uh, but it's really fun. It's a really fun game. What were you going to ask? I was just going to say you really need to play Bloom. It's um, I know in case you forgot, it's a game that you just kind of come back to as like time passes in, in real speed. So it's a great one oh. to just kind of play in between other games. I did forget that. You're right. I should do that, actually, because I keep thinking it's like a big story driven thing and I'm going to have to dedicate some time to it. Um, but, yeah, I should do that. I still feel like someone was asking me, you know, is the play date you know, worth it or whatever? I still think it is. But I, I do wish that there was a few more like bigger games coming out for it at this point. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't I haven't been on itch.io in a while. I know there's a guy I follow on YouTube who's working on like a car, a deck building roguelike right now which I really feel like the Playdate needs some games like that. It's time yeah, to have a couple a couple RPGs or just some bigger media experiences. Um, and, you know, yeah, sure, you get like the whole first season of games, but I, I hope they do a second season because, uh, yeah, there's just it needs a, just a little more, a little more stuff going on, I think. They've added, um, I, I think you have to pay for it, but I don't think it costs very much. But there's a Vampire Survivors-like game on there now. Oh, that sounds fun. I still haven't played Vampire Survivors, so I'd like to play that first, but I might need to do that. I think that might be the same guy who's making the deck building RPG, actually, or roguelike. I think he might have made that Vampire Survivors clone. Um, Anyway, Grand Tour Legends. I want to talk about it real quick. I'll do a quick review. Uh, It is an arcade racer for your play date. Uh, it is a very interesting game. So you're, you're riding, it's a bike racing game. So you're not riding a car. So of course the way that you, 
you know, increase your speed and decrease your speed is by, you know, using the crank. And it works super intuitively and it works really perfectly for this um, because essentially how the game works is you're behind, you know, your third person behind your bike, your, you know, rider or whatever. And the world around you is all pre-rendered 3D uh, like animation. So think like a fucking, you know, Sega CD game, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's like, but you kind of control the speed at which your by your you know your your person pedals. So it looks like you are racing in this 3D world, even though technically all you're really controlling is the speeding up and the slowing down. Um, and the way the gameplay works is you have this stamina meter, and the faster you pedal, the quicker your stamina meter depletes. And your goal is kind of to and it it doesn't tell you any of this, so it's kind of spoilers for me to tell you how the game plays because I think you're kind of supposed to discover it on your own. But the way it plays is you want to. Um, like save your stamina for when you're going uphill and then like recover. Cause when you stop pedaling, you recover stamina and you want to recover your stamina while you're going downhill. And there's also a uh, boost system where if you start pedaling at just the right time at like the bottom of a hill, you'll get like a little speed boost. I can't figure out the exact timing for those boosts. So I just kind of get them ran- randomly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you know, I've, I've already beaten all three tracks and I've already kind of unlocked you know, or I've, I think I've done all the medals too. Each track has like three medals you can do. And then it's just leaderboards. But the, man, those leaderboards are addicting because you're like, how the fuck did this person get, you know, shave off like five seconds? And you're like, I'm going to try and figure it out. And then you keep going and going and going. Um, it has really good music. It has, I think, the best visuals I've seen on the play date so far. My, I'd say my only complaint about the presentation is that the music doesn't loop correctly. So sometimes the music just, it just kind of stops and then skips you know what I'm saying? When it restarts mm-hmm. and it's like, come on guys, like fix, fix the loop in your music. That's, that's like a, a super basic thing. Uh, but everything else is fantastic. And the music itself is really good. Um, and the gameplay is great and I love it. It's, I, it, I've played a lot of it and I will probably play some more. Um, and I feel bad cause I have so many other play date games to get to, but it's good. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's one I, yeah, I booted up my play date after having not touched it for a while, whenever that video came out. And so I, I've kind of tested out some of those games, but I really need to spend some like substantial time with them. Cause they, I mean, they all look really cool. Yeah. Grand tour legends is definitely a, the standout for me, but I also haven't played recommendation dog yet. I do. I think is grant is grand tour free or is so I was money? about to I say, remember. I don't think grand tour is free. I think, the other, oh, okay. I was trying to recall what the other free one was though, and I can't remember oh, what it it's, is. It's Real Steel. Real Steel is the other free one. And what was you're right? What was Real Steel? I can't remember. What was that game? It's a it's a heist game where you're you only you're armed with a fishing pole. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. It's just the way that they're the way that they're sorted on my play date is uh is you know weird. I, so I think that I I think that Grand Tour Legends is like four or five dollars it's totally worth that like you sure you can like probably beat all the tracks in like one night but i've put like probably five hours into this game so Mm -hmm. i would totally recommend it it's also uh pretty great that you have to crank to make your purchase i really like that (laughs) you don't have to it's just an option well yes yeah you know what i mean (laughs) but it's awesome that you have the option in the first place yes exactly um, all right. Well, let's uh, talk about some other stuff. So, yeah, I played a lot of my play date. 
I've also been playing a lot of my Switch lately. I have not been diving too much into the retro stuff. Um, I finished like, what was it? Uh, Pirates of Dark Water recently for the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, be- fantastic beat 'em up. If you haven't played that, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if I finished anything else. Um, retro recently but no i don't think i have i haven't really been playing that many retro games i've been playing a lot of my switch i've been uh my son has been obsessed with snake pass (laughs) he thinks it's he thinks it's so cool and he loves that snake so i've been playing some of that with him um playing some more metroid prime remastered of course Uh Uh, i'm back on my ring i'm yeah uh, oh crap that's what he always says always go he'll he'll see the icon he'll go sampus play a sampus Uh oh crap um and we we I've been playing some more uh, Ring Fit Adventure. I've been back on my Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, grind. nice! Look at you. Yeah, yeah. And I need to. I really want to finish it this time because I started over from scratch, and I really want to like at least get to the the end of the little story mode and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to play more Fire Emblem Engage, but it's just I just cannot get into it i like it i like the game it just can't it just hasn't gotten its hooks in me like like other fire emblems have you think because of the story or i don't know what it is i think part of it is like i think here's what i think part of it is and this kind of happened in three houses as well they've added so much stuff in between the combat like so much stuff that you do at like the Citadel or whatever it's called, you know what I'm talking about the yeah. the big hub. Yeah, they've added so much stuff in the in those places that it kind of drags down the flow for me. Like I just want to go. There's parts where I just want to go from like fight to fight, but I always also feel like I need to go back there and talk to every person and eat a meal and you know check out what the sh- what's new with the shops and do do the training and all that stuff. And it's like even though I know I don't have to do that stuff, I still feel like I should be doing it somehow. Uh, and so that's kind of dragging down the pacing for me, I think. Um, but I'm liking it. I like it a lot and it's good. I think the other issue is every time I'm playing Fire Emblem, all I can do is think about how right next to that Fire Emblem icon is a little game called Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. <laughs> that has been a big um, detractor for me as well lately when it comes to yeah. anything else. So I've been playing a little theater rhythm final bar line. I just crossed the hundred hour mark last a night. A little theater uh, rhythm bar little. line. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like the craziest theater rhythm fan, but I played a guy online a lo- online like last week, and this was like you know several days ago, and he had over three hundred hours of gameplay. And I was like, I don't know how that's even possible. I I don't know how. That's, that's insane. insane. I, he was a Japanese player, and he must have just been playing as his full-time job every day. Like it was fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, I've my completions at a hundred percent, even though it's weird. It'll give you five stars for completion. Even though I haven't completed everything I've done 94 out of the 100 feats, like the achievements that are available. I think I'm going to get all of them except for one, which is the, you have to basically get a perfect score on a, on a, um, an ultimate, song Ooh. which like the ultimate difficulty is fucking wild there's one ultimate track i think i think if i get if i get a lot better i could probably perfect i've gotten an a on it already and i think if i get a lot better i might be able to do it. so i've been i've been trying to train myself up and like play more on um on um not oh sorry 
my bad. I'm playing on ultimate right now. The, the, the achievement I can't, I don't think I can do is get a perfect on supreme difficulty. Ultimate is the third difficulty. Supreme is the fourth, the big, like just fucking impossible. Like all the Supreme songs just look insane. I don't know how anyone can move their hands that fast, but <laughs> apparently they can. Cause I see people playing Supreme online sometimes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I've moved up from expert to, uh, ultimate difficulty in the last couple of days. And I'm trying to kind of get more used to some of the techniques that ultimate requires. And I think if I can do that, I might be able to perfect like the easiest Supreme song. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but, uh, but for the most part, I've been playing on expert, which is like the, the second tier difficulty. I think that's just fine. And I think that for any casual player, like you're just fine to play on even like the basic difficulty or just expert. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. God, I how do I even start to talk about this game, Addison? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's so, let's talk. Okay, you go ahead. I was just going to start by, um, in case people haven't gathered this yet, it is a rhythm game, and yes, it's all Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy adjacent tracks, and yes. you use whatever face button or trigger you want and the analog sticks to hit the notes and it's just super addicting. And the whole time while you're playing, you have a um, party of four characters and you can choose whichever characters you want that you have unlocked and you can give them different skills and use different items on them. Um, like you can have a potion equipped so that if you lose health during the fight, you will recover. But I, I mean, I don't really think they're that useful. I guess maybe once you start doing like the hardest they are, stuff that you, I was about to say they are when you're playing on ultimate and getting your ass kicked constantly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so the whole time that you're doing the rhythm game, you also have this party of final fantasy characters fighting monsters and yeah it's like it's, like it's a nice little mashup between rpg and rhythm game it like it that's what i love about it is it's not just a rhythm game it gives there's like something else to do here as well which is like you know plan out your party and level them up and choose which techniques they're going to use to try and make the most broken party possible mm-hmm. and while you're uh playing you also are building up your summon gauge and so that's something else that you can equip as a summon and the summons will have different abilities and do damage to your enemies. And you can also equip a different airship that will kind of fly your party in at the start of the song. So like you can have, you know, the Revalia type F from Final Fantasy 15 yeah. fly you in, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also have your little Moogle and you can put him in little different costumes, which I, I think is purely just to make him look cute. I don't think it does anything. Yes. But it's cosmetic. So that's how uh, the and game that's like, is. That's how the game is. It's how it plays. But you've got three different main modes, which are side uh, series quests, music stages, and multi-battle. And I've played a lot of all three at this point. Um, I, I want to correct a few things I said in the in the about the demo. Um, in the demo, I complained because the series quests they kind of replace the medley mode from Curtain Call on the 3DS. Medley mode was like these roguelike stages where it would randomize a bunch of stages. And when you finished one, you would get another map, uh, which was another series of stages to play. And as you finish them, the maps it would give you, it would get harder and harder and harder. Uh, and this one, what they've done is they have kind of made tailored 
quest lines for each um, series is music for for each game's music. So you've got like first your first series quest is you know Final Fantasy, the original one, and then you will go through each song from you know that they, that they have in here from the first Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Um, and but with those, it's not just you know whether you can complete the song or not, which is how it was in uh, in medley mode. Each each song in quest mode has a quest that you have to fulfill. So it'll be like, you know, do at least 1200 damage or kill the boss with lightning uh, attacks or inflict five status ailments or get at least 80,000 points or something like that. And with those quests come like modifiers for some of the stages. So there's one, oh my God, the hardest one I think was one of the Dissidia quests, if I remember it right. It might actually it might have been a different one. And I remember it was like Feral Chaos, who was like, you know, Chaos is kind of like the f- original final boss in the first Final Fantasy. But there's a there's a fer- Feral Chaos from Dissidia, I guess. And he has he has resistances to everything, <laughs> every kind of magic, every physical attack, and they give him three times HP. <laughs> and they're like, you just gotta you gotta beat the boss. <laughs> and so you can't do that one unless you have your party you know, really, really well tailored and, you know, upgraded to the, to the max. And I I guess that's something that kind of irritates me, but I can also see why they did it is there's a lot of quests that you can't do unless your party is fucking maxed out. So once they hit level 99, you can level them up nine more times, you know, these, these star levels. So they can be level 99. They're like a nine, nine, yeah, yeah, it's like a prestige. And I think it even takes as much experience as, you know, it's like leveling up to 99 nine times. Um, but it's like, even then, um, and even if you use items to like max out your character's stats and stuff, it you're still kind of forced to learn the party building aspect, like to to think about how the player or how the character's abilities will play off of each other to figure out what some of the more broken setups are. Um, but it's kind of hard to do it, Like you kind I, there was a few, I mean, I kind of lucked out cause I'm a big final fantasy six and nine Mark and also crystal chronicles, um, that I kind of just like pulled in characters and I was like, Oh, this, I like all these characters and they seem like they might work well together just based on like, I've got a magic user an attacker, uh, a summon character. And I don't remember what the other one was kind of a buffing character. I think this will work. Okay. And it turns out I had like Tara as my party leader who is like fucking busted. Like she is, she is a boss melter. Uh, and I also like, was like, Oh, some of these characters have a mimic, a mimic ability that will make them copy whatever the last used ability was. And so I just had them all mimicking what Tara was doing. So everyone was just outputting a ton of damage. And I kind of fell into that like party setup. But there are also times when it's frustrating because it's like I will hit a wall and I and it's like I need I need a specific party set up to beat this quest, but I have to. But I only have you only have five slots for different parties and um and there's a lot of different quest varieties. Like it's like what do you do when all your que- when all your party slots are full, but you now have a quest you need to beat that says it requires the boss to be beat with fire magic. Well, you're gonna have to make a party that is just constantly casting fire spells. So you have to go through and manually select a bunch of characters, select all their spells, select the right summon, and then go try and beat the quest. And it's like, that stuff is cool. And I get what they're trying to do with it. And I also appreciate it because it does add a lot of depth. And in the original, in, in curtain call, I didn't even think about this shit. I just picked one party and I stuck with them the whole time. Cause I was like, well, they can beat quests for me 
And everything in that game is based on just whether or not you can finish the song. Um, and so it has, you know, it does make you think about the, you know, the party building system and the leveling system a bit more. And if you're that kind of person who loves min maxing and, you know, fucking diving into all this shit, I think you'll have a great time with this. For me, I don't, I wish there was an option to like just play, to like turn off the quests. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wish there was an option sometimes to just like, just play the songs, which I guess then they would say that that version is, you know, the music stages mode, but that mode is basically just a menu where you pick, you know, which song you want to play. Um, and they have added some stuff to where you can, you know, pick a random song or whatever, or it will suggest a new song to you after you finish a song. But it's like, there's something very special about, you know, still about that medley mode in Curtain Call where you, you know, were it basically, if it felt like you were going, diving into a dungeon with your party and, uh, and fighting like different bosses and stuff. Uh, and I, I kind of missed that a little bit. One thing that they've done in this game to kind of make up for that is eventually as you play some, as you finish some of these series quests, you unlock something called Endless World. Um, and Endless was, World yeah, is kind I, of... I was hoping you weren't going to uh, neglect to mention this. Oh, <laughs> no, and that has been, I think, the main mode I've played, actually, uh, at least in single player, because it like it, it is sort of a roguelike mode, but once again, that mode it's still quest based. And so, you know, you'll hop into endless world and you'll, you know, it'll give you a choice between two or three songs you can play, but each one of those has a quest and those quests get harder and harder and harder as you go. Um, the furthest I've gotten in is 30 songs. And that's apparently a huge, most people can't get past like 10 to 20. <laughs> so it's like, it's, you know, if you can figure out how to, cause there are like, there's some, and it's like, Oh, if you, if you complete this quest, you know, it'll, cause sorry, I should have explained this first. When you do endless world mode, you have a health bar that has three hearts. And if you fail a song or fail to complete a quest, you lose one of those hearts. Um, and so like, it's like, it's cool. And there are, and there are also songs where the reward is, you know, it'll heal, heal one or two hearts for you. So that's how you can kind of like, you know, do a quest and know, okay, I'm going to fail this one, but I don't really have an option. And then later, hopefully I will be able to heal myself if one of those options comes up. But it's like, what sucks is that like, okay, so you're playing this mode and you just want to kind of go and, and fight enemies and do the songs. And also you get more items and experience in endless world mode than you do just in playing the regular, uh, music stages, I believe. Oh, I either didn't know that or have forgotten that part. (laughs) Yeah, and so I think maybe it's not more experience, but I definitely think you get more items for sure. Okay, and so it it kind it kind of sucks that you have to do endless world mode to sort of level your characters up the fastest, but then like you'll quickly run into walls where you just need to be using your four you know nine star party members who are already max leveled with max stats. So you're not really gaining any more experience at that point if you want to make it you know anywhere because it's like you basically start hitting really hard songs only five or six songs in so it's like i really i wish that either endless world mode was a little easier or that it had an option to either to just turn off the quests and that you could just play it based on you know can you how far can you get with like increasingly difficult songs rather than having to just you know worry about you know inflicting five status ailments or defeating the boss with lightning magic or cat or like doing 10,000 summon damage because it's like for each of those quests, you're basically having to go back into the menus and rebuild your party from scratch. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, it basically becomes more a test of, 
how quickly can you can you build parties on the fly to make this less annoying? <laughs> so it's yeah, like, and they only give you so many slots for like yeah, different parties. It's only five. Yeah, if you could have ten parties, this wouldn't be a problem because I would so, have a lightning party, an ice party, a, fi- a fire party, a, you know, a status ailment party, a summons party. And I would, you know, but it's like you only have five parties. So it's like you are constantly having to rebuild things from scratch, which is frustrating. Yeah. But. And I haven't had to deal with that too much because I have just been focusing on trying to get all the series cleared. And so I'm almost mm-hmm. there. Um, I finished six this morning and now I just have Dissidia and that's all I have left. And yep. then I'm going to start focusing on more of that stuff. Um, and so I've been saving all of like my items and just kind of focusing on one team for now, but I still have like, as I'm going through, if I think I can complete a quest, I'm still going to go for it. So yeah, I still have had to deal with that some cause you know, it'll be like, Hey, uh, for this quest, complete it with Edgar and your team and I have to go yeah, remove the, one of my... Yeah, those ones are so easy, but yeah. it's still annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, for the dumbest reason for me, because I'm just like, well, now, you know, these characters have more experience than these other characters in this team and it, yeah. that's annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing that I've learned in regards to that specifically, there's a lot of meta shit in here and so I, I do think if you're willing to dive into it and maybe go to, you know, Reddit or Reset Era or whatever and read up on like some suggestions from people, you can, you know, you can figure out a lot of this stuff pretty quick. But one thing I've found is that having a nine star character in a party of like, just one nine star character um, leading a party of three other characters you're trying to level up will get them like 25% more experience oh. because the nine star character will kill more enemies. So it's like, that's the easiest way to level guys is to take one max leveled guy and to put him in a party of weaker guys. Um, and there's a few things you'll, a few little tricks of the trade you learn like that, but it's like, for me, I guess this was, that was never what I came to these games for, but it's very obviously very obvious that that's what they wanted to focus on for like this game. Um, and it's, it's great. It's still great. The series quests are great. I, I do like them. I like the idea. I just wish that Endless World maybe had like options. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, let's talk about the multiplayer. Multiplayer is really fun in this game. Um, and, but I will say multiplayer in this game is really fun the way I play it. Because the way that they set it up, um, like from the get-go is with these things called bursts. So the way multiplayer works is you get two to four players together. Each of you picks a song. It does a roulette and chooses one of the four songs you guys picked and you play against each other. And if you have bursts on, it sends a bunch of shit <laughs> at everyone that's playing. Uh, and it's unpredictable and you can't do it manually and you never know what you're going to get or what you're sending out. It just sends a bunch of fucking shit to mess with you and make the song harder. <laughs> and um, it's it's kind of a mess. It's a fun mess, but it's it's just a mess. And fortunately, you can make rooms and just turn that off. And so most people just turn bursts off. I play with them off. Um, and you can just, you know, it's just whoever gets the highest score, you know, wins the round. What's cool about multiplayer is, um, and this, God, there's so much to talk about this game In multiplayer, it, it's the easiest way to, to get cards. So you can get these cards in the game and you get them, you know, and from treasure chests and just after different battles and things. And I think each character in the game has five cards of different rarities you can find for them, like for that of that character. And each one that you find makes that character a little stronger. 
Um, so it's kind of, it's a big incentive to like, oh my gosh, for the characters I mainly use, I want to find all of their cards. Um, but it's also like, if you get really into this game and you're like, I want to do all the achievements in this game, like you'll want to collect every, you know, fucking card you can. Um, but what's cool is in the online mode, when you finish a match, uh, everyone gets a choice. It has four cards there and you can see which ones you have and which ones you don't. And the, the better you did in the match, like first place gets first pick of those four cards. Second place gets second pick, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and I didn't, I just learned this yesterday. I didn't even know if you're in a room that has played, I think more than 10 or 20 matches, uh, they get rarer cards. It's oh. like the more matches a, cer- a certain room has played, huh. the, the rarer the cards are. And that's a fun, I really like that little aspect because there's also a fun aspect online where with the people that you play with, you get their um, profile card or whatever, like their like little, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They do that in Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. you know, your little, your little whatever you yeah, call it, profile card. It's their replacement for street passing. Yeah, yeah. And they had this in, in Curtain Call, but yeah, it was mostly done through street passing. I think you could do it online too, but it was like, yeah, mainly in street passing, you could share your little profile card and also a, a little... uh map in this game what you can share by playing uh, by getting someone's card is summons and summons are fucking cool in this in this one um they can do they can do different stat boosts it's like they, they it's like the rarest ones i think the rarest ones i have i have a couple that do that increase your damage by 90 percent because they have three slots and each slot is like you know increased summon damage 30 percent 30 percent 30 percent and there's some that are like you know can increase your physical damage can increase your magic damage can increase the the item drops you get um can increase the amount of experience that you gain so like my little like training party where i'm always leveling people up always has a summon that is like 30 percent, 30 percent, 30 percent plus experience so it's like it's like doubles the experience you get basically but the way that you find those rare summons is basically by playing online because they're so hard to find you know just normally in the game but if you go online at fucking 1 a.m. and play with some Japanese players, you will get some busted summons. And it's great. <laughs> can <laughs> it's confirm. Like, that's one of my big... <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, so you can do that and jump from room to room to room to play with as many people as possible to get as to get as many cool summons as you can, or you can stay in one room and play with the same people over and over and over to try and like get rarer cards. And so like, there's some cool, I, I like the multiplayer a lot and I like that aspect of it a lot. And it's just, just a nice chill fun time. I love hanging out in the multiplayer. Um, even if someone who can do ultimate songs hops into your room and just starts fucking demolishing everyone, which is kind of annoying. It's still, you're still having a good time. Um, I love going on there and just inflicting my weird taste in final fantasy music on people. They're always so confused whenever I pick, um, the song from, uh, four heroes of light for the DS. Nobody knows that song. (laughs) And so they just get wrecked. Um, and I know it by heart. So I'm like, I do really well at it. The the thing that irritates me about the online, there's a couple, there's two things. Number one is you can only play battle songs. (laughs) You can't play any of the map songs. Uh, they're called field. There's like field music. And then there's a different one called, I just call it battle music, battle music and field music. And it's red and green and you can't do any of the green songs. So literally half the songs from the game, you can't play in multiplayer. That's really frustrating to me um, because you could in, in, in curtain call. And in this one, I think it's the way that the, you know, the bursts are set up or something. It's just frustrating to me. I'm like, why not? Like, why not just turn those on? Who cares? Like, just let us play what songs we want. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, it's like you're kind of limited on what songs you can play. That's kind of annoying. 
Um, but the other thing that's annoying is you have this fucking Moogle and this <laughs> Moogle will not shut the hell up. Like he just screams at you constantly, <laughs> especially when, when bursts are on, he's oh, like, man. he's like, Ch- Chocobo's incoming, Koopo. Oh no, you're falling out of first place, Koopo. Oh, you're get, you're you're back in first, Koopo. More bursts incoming, Koopo. Like just constantly, constantly, and it's like, and the English version of the voice of the Moogle voice is like louder. It's like extra loud. It's louder than the Japanese one, volume wise. And there's no way to turn it off. There's no way to turn the Moogle voice off or turn it down, adjust the volume, any of that. That drives me insane. So what I recommend doing is switching to the Japanese voice because number one, it's not as distracting because you don't know what they're saying all the time. And also it's not as loud. The volume in the Japanese voice is just lower for some reason. And um, yeah, that's all I got for you because that's a fucking stupid <laughs> omission. I don't know why, that, why you can't turn that off. But anyway, um, so yeah, there's like there's just a few little things like that that kind of bug me, but it's, I don't know, man. The game fucking rocks. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. It's uh I mean, you've gotten like so much more deeper into it. Have you I don't remember, did you mention how many hours you have? A hundred. Yeah, okay. I crossed a yeah. hundred last night. Okay. And um I'm at a measly twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, but that's what's great about it, I think. I think you can have a great time if you just play through the series yeah, quests and put in like and put in like twenty hours, and you'll have a great time if you want to put in a hundred hours. That's yeah, um, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is like it's really just kind of like what you want to make of it. So it's mm-hmm. a fantastic game. You can get super uh insane brainworm deep into it if you want, or you can just play, you know, all the songs from your favorite Final Fantasy games and yeah and just do that and just look at the the cool little art cards and things that you unlock like because it also kind of oh, that's that's an, that's another thing you unlock like a lot of cool art in this game but they took out the ability to zoom in on any of the art so it's like oh yes i don't know yeah. what that's a that's a weird one there's just a few little weird details that were in the older games that aren't here that stand out to me like that it's like that you would just expect there to be like why can't I turn this voice off or why can't I zoom in on the art? Um, and, and even like a few other things missing, like in curtain call, you could have custom sound effects uh, and you can't do that in this one, which is kind of like, well, why not? Um, but then again, there's like other really cool stuff in here. Like I like how tailored the series quests are. I like that, that there is like a music mode where you can just listen to music and, you know, put your, and just have your switch hanging out there and play music off of it and make playlists and stuff. That shit's great. Um, I like that it suggests songs in, like I said, in the, um, uh, the music stage mode. Uh, but yeah, there's just, there's some other stuff also. Okay. I want to mention this a lot of real, so I bought the, <laughs> I bought the big boner hundred dollar edition, whatever it's called the digital, digital deluxe edition. I bought it. Uh, it's great. I like all the extra songs in there. Um, and I also got, and also comes with all the DLC and the DLC so far has also been great, but you don't get new series quests for the DLC songs. They're only limited to either playing them in music stage mode or in endless world mode, you know, popping up randomly. Yeah. Um, that's... And you also, and you also can't play them online with people unless everyone you're playing with also owns the DLC. So both of those things I think are like, super lame. Like how yeah, I do would it have really been that much more work to just get some quests attached to those DLC songs? No, like... no Addison, it wouldn't have been because there's already quests attached to them. Because those quests show up in endless world mode. 
So why oh. not just take those same quests <laughs> and put them into its own little series? It's put them in its own little like series quest mode. It's so huh. weird to me. I don't know. That's bizarre to me. I wonder if it has um, anything to do because this game is also on PlayStation. I wonder if it has mm-hmm. anything to do with like trophies being unlocked by clearing series or something. I don't, I have no that's idea. The, uh, that's like I the only no thing idea. coming to mind. I have no idea. Yeah. The other thing was, um, uh, you're also limited. There's also a, several, like a lot of songs that, uh, legally, like you can turn on streamer mode, I think, which is nice, but it, it shuts off some of the music because some of the music is not allowed to be played on like streams or whatever, if you're playing on Twitch, um, which is wild to me, but okay. Uh, there were, the other thing I want to mention is some of the track selections are weird. Okay. And they're not bad, but there's, there's just some track selection weirdness. And so now I'm going to shift into final fantasy music nerd mode to tell you some of the weirdness I have with the track selections. Okay. I will, I will say we probably need to wrap it up pretty quick. No, I have so much more to talk about. No, I'm kidding. This is the last thing. Okay, so Final Fantasy music is awesome, and it's fantastic, but there's a ton of different versions of it, right? It's like even just with those first few games, those first like six or so games, like let's talk about Final Fantasy IV. You've got the original Super Nintendo soundtrack. Actually, let's do three. You've got the original NES soundtrack. You've got the 3D remake, you know, that came out for the DS Mm -hmm. that was remastered for PC and all that. And you've got now the new Pixel remaster, all three of those have their own unique remastered or their own unique versions of these songs. And it's like, there's no pixel remaster songs in the game whatsoever, as far as I can tell. And um, when it comes to like games that have had, let's like the first Final Fantasy has, you know, the Origins version on PlayStation. And then it also has the Game Boy Advance version, you know, which, which kind of uses a new version of the PlayStation's music. And it's like, it it still mostly just sticks to the NES versions of those songs, but I'm also like, why? But then every once in a while, you'll get like one song, and the only version you can play of that song is like one of the remastered versions. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I, it's I know like, what you're saying. It, it is very yeah, weird. And then there's like glaring omissions that like you would think would yes. be in there and just yes. aren't. And I'm just like, well, is that coming in DLC or like, how did you like, not okay, put the opera house Final, song I, in there? I know you, I know. Yeah. Why is there, how is there no opera house from final fantasy six? That's crazy to me. Like that's nuts to me. The other, and like final fantasy nine is another big one where there are several huge songs that are just not there. There's no, uh, village Do- or village of Dolly, which is like, a lot of people list that as like, that's that's like one of my top five Final Fantasy songs. There's no Echoes theme, which is like mass a massive omission. And, final, and there's some songs too that are trimmed down and others that aren't. Like for example, Dancing Mad from Final Fantasy VI, which is my favorite final boss theme in the whole series. Dancing Mad is cut down to like, only there's like four four acts in that song, which I understand the full song is 11 minutes long. You, you don't want to do the whole song. But they cut it down to just one of the acts that's only like a minute and a half long. And I was like, you couldn't do two? There's there's Final Fantasy 15 and 14 songs in here that are like four minutes long. And I'm like, you couldn't you couldn't make Dancing Mad like one of the most iconic pieces of music in the whole series and one of the biggest technical accomplishments on the Super Nintendo and in the series in general. Like, you couldn't make that like three minutes long? That's crazy to me. So there's... I don't know, man. There's a few things like that. And then I'm also like, there's a little bit of a missed opportunity here because there's there's some, there's so like fucking Square Enix does all of these crazy 
like, you know, CD releases where they'll do the piano collections of Final Fantasy, you know, or there, now there's like the Distant Worlds collections, which mm-hmm. I adore, which are all fully orchestrated, live recorded, you know, my, for me, like the definitive versions of a lot of these songs. There's no Distant Worlds versions in here. And there's like, and there's only, but there's a couple, there's like a couple from these different albums that, that are in like the, um, that are in the digital deluxe version. Like you get some of the black mages remasters and stuff. Uh, and, and that's weird to me. I'm like, why, why are some things in here? Why are other things in here that aren't, why does final fantasy 12 like use a lot of the original music from the PS2 version, not the fully orchestrated versions from the remaster, but then final fantasy crystal chronicles only has music from the remaster and not the original version. Um, why is it? Why is the Crystal Chronicles series or section called the Crystal Chronicles series when it's only like six songs from the first game, one from the Wii game, and none of the songs from the DS games? And so there's like, and then there's like two sections for two of the mobile games. I don't know. Like, and and the the game, the music for the mobile games is good. Mobius has good music. Record Keeper has good music but they're fucking mobile games that you can't even play anymore because yeah. they shut them down. We we should <laughs> just because I, I feel like talking about this makes it sound like there isn't that much music in there, but there, I mean, there is a yeah. ton of music in there. <laughs> it's just that like how many songs, how some many of songs the choices are, are. Let's find out what, how many, how many songs do I have? I have 447 songs right now. That's with the DLC. So yeah, that's with the DLC. That's with the digital deluxe. I have 447 at the moment and not all the DLC has been released yet. Um, and yeah, so, and, and like another, so like upcoming, there's a chrono, there's two chrono packs coming up, but it's all, I think there's only two chrono cross songs and the rest are all chrono trigger songs, which like, Hey, chrono triggers music. Fucking awesome. Chrono cross is the best video game soundtrack in history, guys. Like, come on. Why are there only two chrono cross songs? So yeah, I've got like, I have some weird bones to pick with some of the music selections. I don't know how they prioritize some of this stuff or if it's a rights issue or whatever. Um, but I would just love to see some of the smaller games more represented, I think, in the series uh, or, or some of the ones that you would think are overlooked a little bit. Because it's like, this is a great opportunity to open, you know, to, 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 to show that stuff to new audiences and to, you know, to make people aware of games that maybe they hadn't heard of before or to make, you know, fucking people like me that play, you know, like like the, the when I saw there were two songs from Four Heroes of Light, I marked the fuck out. Cause I was like, Oh shit. Like no one ever talks about four heroes of light. And it's like, this is a great opportunity to, you know, shine a light on those games that don't usually get as much of a spotlight. That said, the game's a perfect game. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, I have all these complaints, but it's for me, it's more just like, you know, kind of minor missed opportunities or things that could make it a little better. Um, it's for me, it's still a 10 out of 10. Like I can't give it anything more than that. I fucking love this game. Uh, even if I think it could be improved a little bit, it's like, it's like Smash Brothers, you know? It's like every time a Smash Brothers comes out, I go, ah, oh, they could do this and this and this a little better, but it's still fucking incredible. Like, it's still a perfect video game. Uh, and I think it's an essential. I think you should buy it. So yep. that's my I, I would agree. And I mean, I'm someone who has not completed that many Final Fantasy games. Um, and I mean, that's something I hope to... <laughs> change in the future but i mean i still am able to enjoy the music that is here and because it's so good the music's so good it's so good and it's a super addicting rhythm game and so that's all i really need i have absolutely gotten my money's worth out of it and i probably will pick up some of that dlc and um yeah yeah it's 
it's been super addicting and uh i'm excited to just keep playing more but let's one of the, one of the things that i really appreciate one last thing is the variety of music i love that like even if i'm not like a big rock fan or a big you know whatever it's like you get there's like some techno stuff in here there's pop stuff in here there's you know, orchestrated stuff in here. There's fucking rap metal in here. <laughs> like there's a big, there's a big variety of, of music genres, which I really appreciate uh, seeing a lot of that represented here as well. There's pop punk in here too. It's crazy. Um, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Final fantasy is cool. Hey Addison, you should play final fantasy nine. I, Hey, I plan to, I will. You one... should play final fantasy nine Addison. Yeah. See, this is part of the reason why I can't just like play video games like a normal person. Is I have so oh, many no, no, people no, no, in no, my no. life saying, oh, no, play, no, no, this, no. "Play this, play this, play this." Addison, you should stop everything you're doing and play Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> That's you're. I'm talking when I tell when I'm telling you to play Final Fantasy IX. This is like a crisis of I've I've never played Final Fantasy or The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. To me, to me, that's how it feels. Yeah, it's like. That's for me, like that's one that's like, God damn, you just gotta you gotta play Final Fantasy IX, man. Anyway. Well, um, I I think that's all the games I have to talk about. We've got some questions. You wanna do those? Yeah. Um we probably are not gonna get through all of the questions because oh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff it's happening. An hour. Here. I want to make sure, above all else, that we ask this question from Ben Raymer. Okay. Who are the top three characters in Smash Bros. Ultimate who would be most likely to go on the Joe Rogan experience? <laughs> he said, I, I vote. I did not see that one. <laughs> he said, I vote King K. Rule, Ken, and Solid Snake. Oh, shit. I was, see, I was going to say Solid Snake for sure. <laughs> um, oh, geez. I would say Solid Snake, Zero Suit Samus. Um, Damn, who Zero else? Suit Samus. Why Zero Suit Samus? I don't know. She just has, she, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I could be, and I could be wrong about that. I just blonde haired white lady, I guess. Okay, sure. <laughs> I would say Snake, um, DDD. Um, oh, DDD for sure. And Sora. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, I would say snake, uh, duck hunt dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Game and, um, and, uh, Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Sephiroth on the Joe Rogan experience, please. Uh, I also have to just point out here where Jesus Hammer said snake is the rare good guest that calls Joe out. And then he has a yeah. quote here of, you're telling me that the world is run by AI based off of the founding fathers? Jamie, can you pull <laughs> that up? <laughs> made me laugh. Jesus Christ. Um, um, I'll let you pick the next question because there's... Oh, I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble deciphering them because people have been talking in the questions channel. I know. When you, you when you all do this, I can't tell what the questions are. The the more the most recent one was spawned by you. I, I have to point that out though. Yeah, and I didn't mean to spawn it. I just asked it so we would I'd remember to ask it on the show. I didn't want everyone to be talking about it in the questions channel. Um 
But my question that I asked was, what modern day game game mechanics and controls could you see going out of vogue in the future, causing people to call today's games unplayable? Ooh, um, I could see. I I don't know that this will happen. I can just see a future where it would, where gyro aiming just becomes the yeah. standard, and. I think eventually we will see something that replaces twin stick aiming or, or makes twin stick aiming like more accurate or better somehow. Yeah. Um, it'll be like playing golden eye now where you're just like, yes, how, yes. How did I do this? <laughs> and see like, and I, it's like, and the thing that made me think about that was first of all, all the reviews that have been coming out for resident evil four compa- talking about how unplayable the first game is. It's very much not. That, uh, or like the original game is. Wow, I, mean. I didn't realize that that was something being said. That's insane. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. There's been several examples of that where people are like, "Oh yeah, I needed an update. That original, those original controls are just unacceptable in 2023." It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Um, but it's also, I've been my my son's been playing more games lately, and seeing him grapple with like a a Switch Pro controller and like two analog sticks. Like, how do you like? It's it's like it's there's such a massive learning curve for twin yeah. stick controls, and we don't we don't we just don't think about it because we're so familiar with it and so used to it at this point. But it's I mean part of that for a it, first time player, it's bizarre. Yeah, and I think part of that is also him just being two years old and you know no for sure still developing his motor skills. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, I have put controllers like that in the hands of kids before and watched them struggle. Like I remember whenever Breath of the Wild came out. Um, one of our one of our clients had her kid come over and I was like supposed to be like like entertain her kid while she was doing her like you know yeah. doing something with Mitzi and I was like oh here you can play Breath of the Wild and this kid was like 6 years old and didn't play video games and was like couldn't figure out how to make the camera controls work he would just run around and then he would eventually like uh kind of nudge the camera to where it would sit where he wanted it and then he would just run around some more and it was like it was very weird to see i th- i just think we take those for granted mm-hmm. and so yeah i could t- i could see someday something replacing twin stick controls or you know them becoming more accurate somehow to the point that we're like oh my god i can't go back and play this um i like the one that ben mentioned which was uh crafting mechanics (laughs) it's like damn yeah that's definitely going to be like the stealth level of of modern video games um because like you know and like in the 2000s it was just everything had to have a fucking stealth mission and it just always dragged the game down and now it's like yeah everything has to have crafting mechanics huh and i mean some games do it much better than others but there's man there are some games where it just like oh it's like okay i guess i gotta go find this somehow like i think of dragon quest 9 like i really want to replay dragon quest 9 but oh my god like i remember back in you know 2009 or 10 even being like oh my how do i figure how do i figure out how to craft this item where is this ingredient even located on the map and having to find walkthroughs and stuff it's like that's annoying like <laughs> so i could totally see that falling out of vogue some at some point in the future yeah um do we want to do any more questions or we want to save them for next time uh let's do a couple more why not we okay. can go a little long um i'll do the next one goblin heath asks what is your favorite game collectible I also think coins, hearts, puzzle pieces, etc., are under, or sorry, are all under the same umbrella. Uh, then mm. they followed up with mine would be the uh, what are these things called? Dango from uh, the Goemon series. Oh yeah, the Dango. Yeah, I was I was thinking he meant like physical collectibles, and I was gonna say uh, oh <laughs> the special 
the special twin B batteries they made for the Game Boy. Oh my God. For the, I, for, for the Game Boy release of twin B DAW. I'm going to Google that in yeah. a little bit. That's amazing. I never knew if, about that. If, if you go to my, um, if you go to my, uh, what's that called? My credit roll project thread from 2022. Uh-huh. My, my, I, I talk about it in there a little bit and I have a photo okay. of them, but they are just, they're, they're twin B batteries. I love them. <laughs> I wish I had them. <laughs> ben Raymer uh, called out Skittles in Dark and Sky or whatever that GameCube game was called. <laughs> of, co- of course he did. <laughs> Very good. Um, um, I always, Pepsi I cans like, from like, Pepsi Man. Far, yeah, that's pretty good too. Um, I always like... Okay, so like a lot of platformers... Like I'm Okay, so I just started Ape Escape for the first time in my entire life today. Um, I've never played Ape Escape. Uh, or even touched it. And, you know, I always like when platformers have the big coin, you know, it's like you get like your regular coins a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's like the, bi- the big special coin and the it makes biggin. me feel real good to make, to, to collect the big end. A lot of Mario games do that now where they'll have like, you know, three of the big of the green coins you have to find or whatever. And, uh, I always like that shit. I always like the big coin. It's like, cause you're like, yeah, can I collect all the little guys? And then there's just like, oh, the serotonin from collecting the big guy is very strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, but yeah, he's more thinking like, like just like specific ones for, I, for like certain games. I think that, this, I don't know. I think this counts, but I think the ultimate answer is just the trophies in the smash bros games. Damn. You, yeah. You got it. You nailed it. Absolutely. Honestly, like, honestly, like, okay. In anytime there's like a, additional content involved with a collectible, like, um, in Castlevania order of Ecclesia for the, uh, DS, you can find CDs and they have songs from old Castlevania games. Oh, I love that you can so listen, much. And then you can listen to those CDs like while you play the game. Um, I love that shit. I love little collectibles that unlock like special, you know, art and stuff like that. Yeah. Or like um, the little bonus games that you unlock in the WarioWare games. That stuff's always super cool. Um, Oh, yeah. I also was going to mention X-Men Legends when you collect the old comic book covers and they did like the same kind of thing in some of the old Spider-Man games. I always loved just finding those and going through and looking at all those different covers um just unlocking a bajillion characters in lego star wars like characters that no one knows the names of that you can Mm. straight up play the whole game as I, i love that as well that's super funny to me yeah damn i miss when games did more of that shit it's just it's kind of a lost art these days most yeah. of that stuff's just dlc yep but um uh weedo is it weedo is that how you pronounce it weedo it's like weirdo without the r uh what games what games do you love everything about but have never seen the credits on because you got distracted man i i didn't want to ask that one because i was like I feel like everyone's going to dog on me on this and you know, do it. I want to, I want to dog on you. Please, 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 please. Oh, I just meant because there's so many, um, final fantasy six, pick like, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, it's an RPG. It's understandable though. Like I haven't finished final fantasy six and it's like maybe my favorite in the series. Well, nine's my favorite, but honestly, most of the ones I'm, 
Sorry. Do what? I was just going to say most of the answers I can think of for this are RPGs because the next one I yeah, came same. that came to mind was Dragon Quest five. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, my big one is still Chrono Trigger. Mm. I haven't finished it. Um, I am like I'm in, in like the po- not the post game, but like the final end game stuff on my Super Nintendo cartridge. But I got stuck at this one optional boss and I've just like I think the save point is like in the middle of the dungeon and I'm like, I don't want to have to run all the way out of the dungeon and go somewhere else. And so I've been trying to brute force this boss for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> another one. So, yeah. I, another one is Persona 3. That's like one. Oh, where, I didn't realize you hadn't finished that still. That was the first Persona I ever played. And I played it on PS2. I was playing vanilla ass Persona 3. Yeah. And I just... I just didn't understand how it worked. And so with the tower, you know, you have to kind of hit checkpoints there. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Um, I think they straight up tell you more or less in the game. And I just had like forgotten or I just didn't get to it. I don't know. But I, I hit a point in the game where I had kind of screwed myself and I could not progress. And so I was like 80 hours in and I just wasn't going anywhere in that. And I was like, oh, my God. And so that kind (laughs) of just prevented me from ever finishing it. But I've got it on my Steam Deck now. And, you know, maybe one of these days. (laughs) There you go. Well, and it's and it's nice, too, that like with emulators and stuff, because with a lot of the stuff like I I am so over caring about if anyone ever uses like save states and cheats and shit. Yeah, and it's cares? like with emulators and the and, and the mister and everything, it's it just opens up the possibility of like, you know, I want to dive back into this. Well, I can blast through, you know, the first few sections of this with save states and cheats until I get to where I want to be to finish it. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, like I was not crazy about Persona 3. 4 is still my favorite. But uh, that ending for 3, 3's ending is really, really good. It, I think that's probably my favorite ending in the series, honestly. I mean, I haven't finished 5 yet. For me, it's Persona 5. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> finished Persona 5. That game's also just like, oh, it's padded out way too much. I wish it was a little shorter. Um, but it's, you know, so I shouldn't say well, I good news about it, but I do like it a it's lot. It's even longer in Royal. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. It's like, I, I just don't. And that's why, like, I'm tempted to play Royal, but I'm also just like, I don't really think i need to because it's just i will say so long already there's a lot of little quality of life and like extra things in royal that i think make Mm. it a better experience and kind of tell me that you can also just you know just set the difficulty down and just not give a shit (laughs) so yeah that's true that is true yeah i don't know i'll think about it I'm, i'm pretty far into the original version so it'd be annoying to play through a hundred hours that I've already played, but I, okay. So many other things to try. I I know we're over time, but I just thought of like another big one for me on this and it's near automata, which is one of the oh. reasons why I picked it up on the steam sale. Cause I'm like, okay, if I have this portable, maybe I will do better this time. And I I played and played and played a lot of it on PlayStation and got really close to the first major ending and I just never actually saw mm-hmm. it. But I honestly think I was thinking about this the other day. I honestly think that Nier Automata is one of my all time top favorite video game soundtracks. I just absolutely adore it. 
and well a bunch of that music is coming to theater rhythm soon yeah and i will be buying that (laughs) don't worry (laughs) i'm buying that dlc um but man i just never have actually rolled credits on it other than like the self-destruct ending um that's crazy too i was about to say that's crazy too because uh you're supposed to like play through it multiple times to get like into the good stuff i've always heard yeah and i just you know I just do the thing where I get really into a game and then something else comes out that I really, really want to play. And I just, you know, I only have two sets of hands. Well, yeah, one set of that. hands. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. One, only one hand on the controller. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do a shotgun blast of a uh, several just to hurt okay. people. Um, the legend of Zelda link to the past uh super mario galaxy one and two whoa um let's see here (laughs) that one Uh, is surprising to me super mario 64 also very Uh, surprising yeah i'm trying to think what else have you beat a mario big ones yeah i've beaten um i've beaten both the game boy ones i've beaten odyssey okay i have beaten that might be it honestly i'm not i'm bad at mario games um, but they also just tend, they tend, I tend to get really into them and then they don't hold my attention once you get to like, like the later part of the game. I'm not good at finishing games because I honestly feel like the endings of a lot of games drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's like, as soon as and I have ADHD really bad. So as soon as something kind of like starts kind of losing my interest, it's gone. And, uh, and I, I don't think that's the case with the Mario galaxy games. It was just, there was a lot of shit coming out at the yeah. same time back in those days. So I just never really got to them or got to finish them. And I will eventually. We should Um, like just play through couch co-op Super Mario 3D World sometime because it's so, so good. Yeah. Oh, I finished 3D Land too for the 3DS. I finished that one. Um, Oh, what else? Let me think. Final Fantasy 4, Final Fantasy. Actually, I have never finished Dragon Quest 5 because Hmm. I was at the final. I was at the final boss. And that's when my I lost my copy of the game. And I've started it over and I'm pretty far in, but I've never actually rolled credits on Dragon Quest V. So have you ever, yeah, that's one for me too. Have you ever rolled credits on Golden Sun? Uh yes. Not the second one, but I have the first. Okay. And same. um Yeah, that's a good game. It's pretty short though, too. That one wasn't that one wasn't a huge deal. What else? I'm trying to think. There's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of stuff that would surprise people. Final Fantasy Seven, I haven't finished, like technically. I've gotten, you know, really far into the third disc, but I haven't finished that one. Have you um, ever finished a Donkey Kong game? No. No, I haven't. I'm trying to think. Have I? No. No, I've never finished a Donkey Kong game ever. I think the only so. one I have finished is Donkey Kong Country Returns. Yeah. And that one would have been, I think, my first, but um, my friend at the time, Evan... Uh, played through the whole thing at my house and I watched him play through it and then I lost all motivation to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, that, I can see that. That's still like um, one of my favorite video game moments ever is finishing that game yeah. at my friend's house like late at night. We literally, it was like a, like something that you would write in a movie. It was so stupid, but we like, as, as soon as we beat the boss, we both jumped up and high-fived and went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, man, that was stupid. We're, we're grown That's adults. Great. Like, what? Why I did we get that. so stoked on that? But I don't care. It was really, really fun, and it's a good memory. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. Honestly, like, 
the vast majority of games that I love and adore, I have not rolled credits on. Like I only rolled credits on Final Fantasy IX for the first time. Um, what was that? Like 2016 or 17? And that was just because I like forced myself to, because I was like, I recommend this game to people all the time. I should probably finish it. And, yeah. um, and even that game, I think at the very, very tail end has a couple of like issues where it doesn't wrap up every story thread perfectly. Um, part of that's because, you know, teams were getting shifted to, you know, the PS2 and all that, but it's like a, a lot of games I just feel don't, don't hit the end. Don't, don't nail that ending. And I feel like the best game endings always leave you wanting more or wanting to go back and play it again. Yes. And um, a lot of games, you just get to the end and you're either like, oh yeah, I'm ready for this to be done. Or you're like, oh my God, this should have finished 10 hours ago. Um, so yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, there's right. a few of mine, I guess. Well, let's close her out. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to the episode. Uh, we always appreciate you guys checking out the podcast, even though, you know, sometimes we have big hiatuses and stuff, especially these days. Uh, we really appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you to my co-host Addison for joining me. I want to say thank you to the folks who let us use uh, their music for our intro and outro. Our intro is Time Trials by Hyper Potions and our outro is one. No, it's not that. It hasn't been that for years. <laughs> our, our outro is Hut by the River uh, by Sound Market. So thank you. Yeah, thank you to those folks. You can find links to their stuff in uh, our show notes. You can also find links to all of our other stuff on our social medias and on our website at pocketoidpodcast.com. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. We will see you guys at the next episode. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.